We're fighting a war against veteran suicide, and we're losing. In fact, 22 veterans take their own life each day. I know because I was almost one of them. So this is your mission. Help us claim the 22. You can give our vets the hope and encouragement they need to get well. And it's as simple as a post or a tweet. Let's turn every 22 into a show of support. Let's win the war against veteran suicide. Your mission begins at mission22.com. Hello, and welcome to the Jesus and a Cup of Joe podcast, the show that brings you a conversation about Jesus, the Bible, and life. Here is your host, Royce Bottoms. Hey, I want to welcome all of you to Jesus and a Cup of Joe. Thank you for taking time to spend it with me today. This is a uh, kickback, relax edition of the show. And the reason why is I don't really have a formal topic to discuss or anything of this nature. Um, Honestly, I just want to discuss about the world hating Christians today. The world's making fun of Christians. People are making fun of Christians. Um, the, the persecution has taken place, all of this. And before I get into just our discussion, I want to read out of John 15, 18 through 25, right? Starting with the 18th verse, it says, If the world hates you, keep in mind it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world because I've chosen you out of the world. That's why the world hates you. Remember what I told you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecute me, they will persecute you also. If they obey my teachings, they will obey you also. They will treat you this way because of my name, for they do not know the one who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not be guilty of sin. But now they have no excuse for their sins. Whoever hates me will will hate my father as well. And if I done, uh, if I am not done among them the works that no one else did, they would not be guilty of the sin. As it is, they have seen and yet. They have hated both me and my father. But this is to fulfill what was written in the law. They hate me without reason. Once again, John 15, 18 through 25. Hating Christians. That's what I want to talk about today. It's actually better when you have someone who's uh, co-hosting this thing with you. But to be honest with you. There's not a whole lot of people um, sending me emails, jumping up and down, uh, ringing the doorbell, giving me a call on the phone, wanting to be a part of this show. For the simple reason is this is a Christian podcast. Nobody wants to be on it. I have about two folks that I know that want to be on here, two people, and it's just time hasn't worked out to where we're able to do any recordings together. So I'm not going to sit there and say it's these two people, you know, fault, but other people I've invited, but no one wants to uh, take the the invitation. But I don't want to digress. I just want to tell you that's why sometimes it's hard to sit here behind a mic and have a discussion with you guys when I can't get the feedback, which helps steer the conversation. But hey, with all that being said and done, let's look at it this way. 
The world hates you, right? Jesus told the disciples, they hate you because they hated me first. And if you look at it, um, Tony Dungy, anybody know who Tony Dungy is? He's a former head coach uh, for the NFL. He works, I think, as a commentator for uh, ESPN. Anyway, this young lady, I believe it was yesterday on a Saturday, I think it is. If y'all haven't noticed, I'm actually doing this recording on the 10th of September, which is a Sunday. Um, But I think she won a Grand Slam tennis tournament yesterday. Young, Young girl. And she was praying. She was down over on the side praying and thanking the Lord for the ability to play and win. Some of the ESPN commentators turned around and, and made a statement that, oh, look, she's she's soaking it all in. She doesn't know what to do and all this. And Tony Dungy had to remind him and said, no, she's praying. She, she believes in her Christian faith. She's strong in her faith and she's praying. She's thanking God for um, this opportunity. Now, I'm sure that didn't go over real well. But see, it's, it's like even in our own workplace, right? And even in our own workplace, there is places that we can't sit there and talk about Jesus. We can't talk about God. We can't talk about uh, scriptures. We can't because of DEI, diversity, uh, inclusion, um, and equality, or equality and inclusion, DEI. There we go. So that is keeping us from being able to discuss things because you know what? We have to be all inclusive and we don't need to be uh this or that and we can't do this we can't do that i heard the other day from eric erickson he is a gentleman who has a show here in atlanta on uh wsb which is 95.5 he does a show from 12 noon to 3 p.m eastern standard time anyway he's been in the uh, political business for a while he is a lawyer he's he's a man of faith he talks about his faith uh, regularly on the radio show. And what he was discussing was the other day on how we, as Christians, why, how we're finding it harder and harder to be able to um, talk about Jesus. But he shared something from uh, the city of Atlanta where they have just spent I don't know how much money, but they spent a lot of money on a uh, new book to give to all their employees on how to properly speak without offending people. In other words, um, I think one of the examples he uses, there is no such thing as a homeless person anymore. It's a person without a home. Person without a home is homeless, but okay. And they did a whole lot of transgender stuff and things of this nature, so... I found it odd, but also found it comical that the city of Atlanta, which really needs infrastructure, they really need firemen and police officers and basic needs of a city is wasting money on this DEI. But see, y'all don't understand. DEI is the thing, man. Everybody's got to embrace it. That's why major corporations have embraced it. And people are leaving the workforce. Some people are sitting there saying, you know what? People are leaving because they're just lazy. Well, that's true. Some people are just lazy, but most people are leaving because they're sick of it. 
Think about it. There's a lot of Christians in the world. The problem is we're too afraid to call ourselves Christians. We're too afraid to come out and stand up for what is right because the world is trying to shut us down. I've done plenty of episodes. I'm not going to sit here and go through all the episodes, but let me tell you something. Nothing's going to cancel me out. Nothing's going to cause me to change my mind of being a Christian. Something we're studying, we're studying the book of Revelations in our Sunday school and um, we're talking about how Christians are going to be hunted down and they're going to be killed for professing their faith. And I believe that. I believe that's going to happen. And I believe it's happening to an extent here in this in the U.S. But I do know around the world there are Christians in China um, in Russia um, and all of these countries that are dying because Christianity is not accepted. Their religion is accepted in India or in the Middle East or like I said in China. It's death if you if you call on the name of Jesus. It's death if you call yourself a Christian. It's death if you read the Bible. And that's where we're at today. But see, we're not that bad yet here in the U.S. We're getting there. We're getting there. Because think about it. How many of you can sit there and, and honestly Tell me you're allowed to pray at your workplace without causing a stink. Because I'm going to tell you, DEI is everywhere. The, the, the homosexuality, the transgenderism, the, the pronouns, and all of this garbage is in our face 24-7. And it's in our media. It's in our social media. It's in our, our television that we watch. It's in the radio that we listen to. It's everywhere. Because... Everyone in the world has rights except for Christians. And that's fine because you know what? What did Jesus say? We're not of this world. We're not of this world. I know where I'm from. I am a citizen of heaven. And one of these days when this old body goes to the ground, I'm going to be in heaven with my father. All right. I'm going to be in heaven with Jesus and I'm going to be in heaven with everyone that's went before me. And I, that's where I'm going to spend my eternity. And the reason I'm, I'm able to sit there and tell you this is because I've accepted Jesus as my Savior. I've accepted him in my life. I have begged him to come in and save my soul. And that's what he did. That's what he did nearly 25 years ago is he did that. And he could do that for you. He could do that for you. You know, people talk about all of the, the the things that are going on in the world. It's like the um, the movie, The Sound of Freedom, right? That's out. That's talking about children uh, sex trafficking. Caused an uproar. Caused an uproar because of a movie that covers sex slavery of children. And I think that's something that needs to be in the forefront of everybody's mind because... You know what? As obviously they've already made t-shirts about this and they've already made bumper stickers, but I do believe in one of the, the taglines of the movie, God's children are not for sale. No one is for sale. We shouldn't own anybody. And talking about owning people, let's let's really get down to, to some other discussions, okay? Which is going to be very unpopular, but let's do it. All right. We need to get rid of this whole slavery garbage talk. For the simple reason is, is this, there is no one who owns anybody anymore, as far as I could tell in, in the U.S., okay? 
Nobody's holding anybody back. Something I tell my kids and something I tell my friends when I have a talk with them or or strangers on the street is this. The only person that's ever going to hold you back from doing whatever it is that you want to do is yourself. It is yourself. You got to look yourself in the mirror and you got to ask yourself, do you want it? Okay. Reparations and and payments and all this because of past slavery and, and heritage and all this. Ladies and gentlemen, please, for the next few minutes, will you please listen to what I'm about to tell you? Slavery has been around for thousands upon thousands of years, and it just isn't a white problem. Slavery first started, as far as I can find it, is in the Bible. When the Egyptians had the Israelites as slaves in Egypt. Now, other than that, you had countries, you had tribes, you had factions that would go to war in the winning tribe, faction, or army would take the younger of the folks as uh, soldiers for replacement and take the women and the older people as uh, indigenous servants. Yes, they were slaves. But see, this is not a white and black problem as it keeps trying to be uh, presented in the media. Okay? Black people have owned black people. White people has owned black, uh, white people. Uh, blacks have on, owned uh, tribes. White people have owned black people and other people. Everyone has owned somebody throughout our history books. It's just not a black and white problem. It's a problem. But if you really get down and you think about this for a second, okay? Think about this for a second. All of the people that are here in the United States, that are here legally, that done what they needed to do to be here legally, has any of them been prevented to do whatever it is to follow their dreams? Legal dreams, I should say. Now, some people aspire all they want to do is be drug dealers. I can't help you there. That's between you and the law enforcement. But what I'm saying is, if you're in this country and you aspire and you have a dream, there's nobody stopping you. Yeah, some funding is going to get in the way. Um, Whether it's the economy and things of this nature. But see, here's the thing about the economy. The economy is just not one person's fault. It's everyone's fault. But our government, our representatives, the ones that sit at 600 Pennsylvania Avenue, which is the White House, and the ones that sits over there in the Capitol, whether it's the Senate or the House, it's their fault. This ain't a Republican's problem. This ain't a Democrat's problem. This is a greed problem. See, I can sit here and tell you that, oh, the news media has a narrative and it's only for the Democrats and they want to beat at Republicans. Well, here's the deal. Republicans and Democrats, they both stink because they're only out for themselves and they really don't care. Okay? They really don't care. It's like right now, the biggest argument going around is, is who's going to be on the Republican ticket? And you got everybody who's up in arms who are wanting to see Donald J. Trump back on the ticket. 
as a conservative, as a Christian, I don't want to see this. And here's my reasoning why. He can only serve, number one, only one term, which is four years. And in that four years, he's going to be tied up in litigations and impeachments because all he's going to do is continue the rhetoric that he started during the 2020. Was the election stolen? I don't know. It ain't for me to sit there and tell you. Both sides have, have has made their arguments and they've shown their their evidence and all this other stuff. It ain't for me to say. I know who I voted for. Whatever happened, happened. If somebody figured out how to steal an election, then they learned how to steal the election. And if the other side didn't catch on to it and do anything about it, then shame on them, right? Because it's like this. It's like if if Trump would have won, and this was Trump right now serving his second term, would we be any better than where we're at now? Because I have to admit, we're not real well off right now. Gas prices are through the roof. Food's through the roof. The cost of living is so high. I personally, I got more going out covering bills than I got coming in to the house. But yet I'm still trying to to raise a family and do the right things. Um, could we have been any better if Trump would have been in office? I don't think so. I think because he would have been bogged down with impeachment after impeachment or or this or that or, or whatever the case is, okay? Um, I'm so sick and tired of hearing about January 6th. I'm so sick and tired of hearing about COVID. I am sick and tired of hearing about Biden. I'm, here, I'm tired of hearing about Hunter because the bottom line is this, okay? Both parties are crooked, all right? Both parties are crooked. They're only out for themselves. I do believe that our Senate and our Congress should not be a place where you come and get elected and stay there until you're ready for a retirement home. I think there should be true term limits to that. I don't think somebody needs to be in Congress for 30 years because guess what? If you haven't got the job done in 30 years, you definitely don't need to be there. And why in the world are we paying for your, your health care for life? Because if you haven't done anything for the for the American people and the economy and for the country to better us, then why should you be able to get things that better you? I mean, it's like the other day listening to Nancy Pelosi. Oh, I'm going to run because my constituents need me. Well, here's a newsflash. Does she even know what's going on in San Francisco? Does she not understand that in San Francisco that there are people in the streets um, that are shooting up constantly. There is uh, human waste all over the streets and people are dying in the streets of San Francisco. People are dying in the streets of Chicago. People are dying in the streets of New York and Philadelphia and all of these major run cities for the simple reason is because nobody cares. It's mind over matter. They don't mind and we don't matter. It's more than just a political problem. It's a human problem. It's because we have taken Christ out of everything. It's not in the center of our life, and we've replaced it with other things. We've replaced it with the AI technology. And this was something that was discussed today in our Sunday school, talking about AI. And here's my feelings on this artificial intelligence, whether it's through uh, Bing or through any other Microsoft products or whatever, okay? 
when we are trusting AI to make major decisions for us, we are putting ourselves in a bad situation. And I'm not sitting here trying to put on a conspiracy hat and sit here and tell you, oh, this is the Terminator. This is just happening in 2023. I'm sitting here telling you that when you put all of your faith and trust in technology, you are asking for trouble. You are definitely asking for trouble. I mean, think about it. All right. If if I'm going to hold a rant, here is my rant on technology. Before the iPhone, I think, what, 20 plus years ago? Before the iPhone, before cell phones came really, really popular. Yeah, we had the flip phones. We had the Nokia um, phones and stuff like this. We were able to make phone calls. Life was good. Still had your, your home phone or what they call the landline, but life was good. But once you started to get into the text or the the internet and the browsing and the apps and all of this, we started to dumb ourselves down. Technology-wise, we're the smartest people running around. But you know what? We can't hold a conversation anymore. We cannot sit here and hold a conversation with one another because we don't know how. We do not know how to talk face-to-face. We can text our thumbs off. We can send emojis until the end of time. We can like each other's Facebook postings or Instagrams or Twitters or X or whatever they want to call it. We can get on there and act like a fool on TikTok. But when was the last time you actually sat down and held a conversation with someone and actually talked to them face to face? Any major restaurant that you go into right now, you can sit there and watch people try to hold a conversation, but somebody's looking down at their device. Someone's all the time playing with their device. Why? Because we're more important, or it's more important to us, I should say, on what's going on outside of our lives than what it is in front of us. You know, marriage used to be something that people took a great deal of pride in. But these days, marriage is nothing but a, another form of dating. And I told, I told a co-worker this the other day. I said, you know what? I said, marriage is no no different than than what we used to call dating because the simple fact is you get married to this person and when you get married to this person, you get a you get a benefit for maybe taxes or whatever the case is. And then at the end of the day, when you don't like that person, you just divorce them and move on. Um, where when I was growing up, you used to go out with each other and you used to date each other. And if it didn't work, it didn't work. But see, it's not like that anymore. And see, people don't don't take marriage serious anymore. How many times do you see husband and wives sit there and hold conversations in a restaurant or at a dinner table? They really don't because everybody's playing on a device. How many times do you see uh, couples engaging in conversation with one another? You don't. Because there's always a device or something in the way. It's, it's kind of like this. You know, I hear this all the time from different people. Oh, well, we can't do this because I'm busy. I can't do this because of this. Or I don't do this. There's always an excuse. Why are we coming up with excuses? Why are we coming up with excuses? Why are we one of the greatest things on this earth? God created us. We're perfect in, in, in the way he created us. Why is it we have forgotten the basic social skills and the skills of being able to, to communicate? 
my goodness, we've dumbed ourselves down. More people spend more time online than they do with each other. And it's much worse with our kids. Think about it. We take we take social devices. We take electronics, iPads, uh, iPhones, whatever. Playstations, Xboxes, uh, whatever the Nintendo uh, Switch. And we give those as uh, instruments to keep the kids busy. So they don't bother us. Or they are sitting in front of the computer with their camera on and they're doing social videos and becoming socialite butterflies and doing TikToks and all this other stuff. Well, here's the thing. TikTok is is all social media is bad in my opinion. I, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, and I just got rid of Twitter, and I'm thinking about getting rid of the other two. And I know y'all have heard me say this a couple of times for the simple reason is there's no benefit anymore. No benefit. Especially as a Christian conservative, social media, that's the worst place you could be at because nobody cares about you. They're going to shut you down. They're going to prevent you from sharing information. Heaven forbid if you share some scriptures with uh, friends and family because it's going to offend somebody. Somebody's going to get the feelings hurt. The next thing you know, they're going to be sitting in the corner sucking on their thumb, complaining, and then you're banned. I mean, it's like Facebook. I couldn't tell you how many times Jesus and a cup of Joe, that word, Jesus and a cup of Joe.com has been banned on Facebook and it's still banned today because Facebook refuses to lift it because they say, oh, it's because of spamming. No, it isn't. It's because it's pissed somebody off. If you think about it, it's pissed somebody off because you know what? I talk about Jesus, the Bible and life. That's what I talk about. And today, if you want to categorize it, I guess today I'm just talking about life because you know what? I'm I'm tired, guys. I'm frustrated and I'm tired. I don't know about you guys, but I'm tired. I feel like I'm in a rat race that never ends. Every day that I wake up, I see more and more people that are out there hating on one another. I see the violence picking up. And I'm like, why, why can we not just love one another? Because nobody knows how to love one another like Jesus loves us. It just doesn't happen because it doesn't fit the narrative. It doesn't fit the cause. See, I'm a firm believer that the devil has this world. This is the devil's playground. Or better known as this is hell on earth. And we're going to suffer because we're not of this world. Not as not as followers of Christ. We're not of this world. Just like Jesus told the disciples. See, I can sit here and I can quote you John 3.16 and John 3.17. I can quote you all this scripture. This is what Jesus said. This is what Jesus did. But for you guys, some of it may go in one ear and out the other. Some of it may go and you, you retain it to help you throughout the week. The fact is that we live in a society today that doesn't want anything to do with Jesus. And it's sad. It's sad because you know what? There's nothing we can do about it. We can talk to people um, and hold conversations with people every day um, and, and try to tell them right for wrong and try to show them the scriptures, but it, ultimately it's up to them. It's kind of like the old saying, you can lead the horse to water, but you can't make them drink. You know, our, our, our generation, our older generation that we should be learning from 
are dying in a fast, fast pace. And we're not clinging on to what has been taught to us. For the reason why is because nobody wants to. Why should I cling on to the past when I'm in the present and I have the future? It's kind of like gardening. And I ain't talking about just growing flowers. I'm talking about growing, I'm talking about growing food. How many of you right now listening to this podcast, how many of y'all know how to do a garden? How many know how to grow your food? You'll find that there's a lot of people that do not know how to tend to a garden. There's a lot of people that don't understand where the, the food from the grocery store comes from. People don't understand that raising cattle, raising chickens, hogs is work. It's work. But see, we take all of this for granted. We take it for granted for the simple reason is we expect uh, convenience and expedience. We want everything right now. We don't want to wait on it. I mean, think about it. Look at our cell phones. Like I said a few minutes ago, look at your old Nokia that you first started off with to what? The iPhone 14 or 15 It's out now. Night and day. One would take you forever to send a text. The other one is you can pretty much talk into it and boom, it's done. One, one you had to go and you had to look up stuff if you want to know. Nowadays, you just ask Siri or you ask Alexa or you ask Google or you ask whatever AI and it finds the answer for you. We are lazy because of the technology. We are Losing our identities because of the things that's in this world. And as followers, I believe we're putting ourselves in a bad situation because we cannot be on the fence post. We cannot be on both sides of the coin on this. What did Jesus tell the disciples? You can't. You got to be one or the other. You either got to be team Jesus or team devil. That's what it boils down to. So what team do you want to play for? What team do you want to be a part of? So, but listen, I'm going to get ready to wrap this thing up. I can go on for for a while, but I don't want to do that. I think there's enough information out here just to get some conversation started. But uh, but listen, if you want to be a part of the show, do me a favor, reach out to me. Uh, Jesus and a cup of Joe at Gmail. Hey, I'd love to have you on here. Maybe we could do some, some, uh, collaboration because you know what? I'd love to be able to have somebody on here and let's bounce ideas and opinions and, and have discussions. That's, that's what it's about. But listen, go to Jesus and a cup of Joe.com. That's our website. That's also where you're going to find the podcast. You're going to find the blog page beyond the 12. You're going to find the merchandise store and you're going to find the donation button. If you like what you're hearing, please consider following and subscribing and sharing it with your friends. If you love what this podcast is doing and you want to support it, by all means do. Today, like I said, it's a free-for-all. There is no rhyme or reason to today. This is just me getting behind a mic, just kind of talking. I guess you can say venting to an extent and just letting it all out. But, you know... Most days I do 
stick to to thoughts or ideas that come to me and, and back it up with scripture. I just wanted to do this today because you know what? I just, I don't know. I feel tired. I feel tired. But hey, listen, I'm going to get off this thing and I'm going to go and enjoy the rest of my day. I hope and pray you guys do too. I hope you have a fantastic week. Remember tomorrow. Tomorrow is 9-11. 22 years ago, tomorrow, one of the worst tragedies in U.S. history. We were attacked. We were attacked by a terroristic group um, that's unfortunately still around today. Nearly 3,000 people lost their lives during 9-11. We always said we would never forget, and unfortunately, most of the country has. So, I just want to keep all of you guys up to speed and, and ask you to remember and to pray and to reflect on what the true meaning of tomorrow is. Because like I said, nearly 3,000 people died. We had such a great loss for no reason. All right. So, hey, I want you guys to have a fantastic week. I want you guys to, to get out there and, and do the best you can. Uh, keep praying to the Lord. Keep reading his word. And just remember, you always start your day with Jesus and a cup of joe. God bless. Hey, this is Royce from Jesus and a Cup of Joe. Are you in the market trying to find a great gift and not sure what to do? Why don't you check out my friends at Artisans Woodwork 73. They are your one-stop shop for all of your wood needs. They do handmade cutting boards, cheese boards, stovetop covers, you name it, he can make it. So won't you check them out, artisanswoodwork73.com. And if you use the promo code, hashtag Jesus and a Cup of Joe, you can get up to 10% off your order.